0: Attention fans, this is this the Double State of Day Mind Podcast. Podcast, brought to brought you, to by, you the by the Hockey, Hockey Podcast Network. Now, now here's your host, your host, host Neil, Neil Villapiano. Villapiano. I think at this point I might be injured. I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet with the amount of injuries that are going on, but what is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your boy, your best friend, your confidant, your number one source, Neil Villa Piano, and welcome to another edition of the Devil's State of Mind Podcast, the very injured edition of the Devil's State of Mind Podcast, right here on the Hockey Podcast Network, as well as SportsWire Radio, your best place to get everything you need to know about your New Jersey Devils. And as always, guys, I hope you are having a fantastic day wherever you're listening to this podcast episode. And thank you, as always, for taking time out of your day to check this episode out, whether you're here on YouTube or whether you're listening to it wherever you get your podcast. Just know, as always, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. And it's weird. We are just about wrapped up with the first week of 2024. It went by like that. And uh, clearly, a lot has gone on in the first week for the New Jersey Devils here in the month of 2024. Um, but before we jump into that, as always, a big shout-out to our sponsors here. We first got, obviously, SeatGeek. And, uh, you know, again, with so many different sporting events going on, SeatGeek gives you a really, really good offer. When you use my promo code State OF MIND, you get $20 off your first purchase. So, again, make sure when you check out, whether you're going to a sporting event or or a concert event, or if you just happen to be going to the stadium series, you get a two-for-one, make sure to use my promo code State OF MIND to get $20 off your first purchase. And as always, shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the Hockey Podcast Network and the Devil State OF MIND podcast. And you guys are listening to this on January 8th, and tonight is the... College football playoff, national championship game, Michigan against Washington. This is a really, really awesome opportunity to cash in on major, major money prizes. So sign up with DraftKings right now. Use my promo code THPN and you also get $200 instantly in risk-free bets. So make sure again, sign up with DraftKings and use our promo code THPN to get started. Put some money down on the national championship and so many other sporting events going on right now. And last but certainly not least, shout out to Horns of Tail Napa Valley, the official wine club of New Jersey Devils, and the official wine sponsor of the Devils State of Mind podcast. And use my promo code DEVILSTATE to get 10% off all of your orders of some delicious tasting wine with Devils themed bottles. It is the exact perfect gift for the Devils fan in your life or the Devils fan like yourself. So again, use promo code DEVILSTATE when you check out at Horns of Tail Napa Valley to get 10% off your order now we got that out of the way yes it is the devils are very much in an interesting position i think to say the least um they have been able to win they've won four of their last or excuse me five of their last seven games you know overall and again they're in a playoff spot right now but I don't think I've ever seen a team deal with this much adversity just from the standpoint of not having your main guys out there. And that's going to be the bulk of what we're going to talk about. We're going to obviously talk about the last two games the Devils have played on Friday at home against the Blackhawks because it was a fight-filled night in New Jersey, and then Saturday night when the Devils took on the Vancouver Canucks. And a lot went down not just in these games – But after these games, information and finding all these things out. So as always, guys, we have a bunch to get to here on the Devil's State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling and we will get rolling and drop the puck with our first topic. And we are going to cover and, you know, basically look back and recap the Devil's game against the Chicago Blackhawks back On Friday night of this past week, and you can see by this picture here on YouTube, it is a good one of Brendan Smith absolutely rocking uh, the reigning number one overall pick, Connor Bedard. And uh, yeah, Bedard's face, I think, kind of says it all as well. I mean, it was uh, that was probably the biggest moment of the entire game. But before we get right to that, let's look at a couple of things. So the Devils looking for the season sweep of the Blackhawks Devils had a come from behind win against Chicago back in early November. And also this was Connor Bedard's first trip to the state of New Jersey. Well, maybe he played there at some other point. I doubt it. But this was his first NHL trip to New Jersey. It was also the first of a back-to-back for the Devils. Again, they would play Vancouver the following night. It was the second of a back-to-back for the Chicago Blackhawks after coming off a 4-1 loss the previous night at Madison Square Garden against the Rangers. And we didn't really know how this game would go overall it ended up becoming a fight-filled night, and it started with the hit that you see here on YouTube, this picture, Brendan Smith hitting Conor Bedard from the chest, and eventually he gets hit. Connor Bedard, I should add, gets hit in the face. He ends up skating off under his own power and would not return to this game. And he actually was put on injured reserve for the next four to six weeks with a upper body injury. But let's call it like it is. He probably broke his jaw in some degree or another. Maybe lost some teeth as well. To me, this was a welcome to the NHL moment. A lot of people, I would say, most people agree that it was not a dirty hit by any means, but Clearly, you know, some people, and mostly it's going to be Blackhawk fans, would disagree. And that started a fight. There were several other fights. Brendan Smith actually um, threw down the gloves and fought uh, Nick Foligno. Uh, and Felino actually got hurt as well after that fight. And he also is going to be out. So Brendan Smith injured not one, but two different Blackhawks in the same game. I think that's going to be... One of Brendan Smith's most memorable moments in terms of the craziness. It was a lot of pushing and shoving. Jack Hughes just absolutely dropped former devil Brett Sini along the boards at one point. It was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. And at one point, I think a lot of us forgot that we were there to watch a hockey game. So we, it was it's the classic saying, you went to a hockey game and a fight broke out. I mean, that's really, or even better, you went to a fight and a hockey game broke out. It was crazy. It was crazy. And eventually, we got some scoring, and the Devils went down 2-1 to one going into the third period. But thanks to guys like Simo Nemitz and Michael McLeod and even Alexander Holtz, the Devils came back and won this one by the final score of 4-2. to two. And once again, it was that line of Curtis Lazar, Michael McLeod, and Alexander Holtz that were really... The big-time catalyst for this one. Alexander Holtz with a goal and an assist in this one. His goal was beautiful. That tic-tac-toe passing from Simo Nemitz back to – well, really, was Holtz to Nemitz and then back to Holtz, and he just rifled it home. Beautiful, beautiful goal. Alexander Holtz, goal and assist. He now has a goal and three assists in the last, now, three games that he's played. So Holtz is really, really starting to heat up. And that is going to be important, especially with a lot of the uh, situation that we have with injuries um, right now. Simo Nemitz with one of, if not his Best game of his still very, very young career. He added a goal which ended up tying the game at two, and his lone assist, as mentioned before, came on that Alexander Holtz goal. He ended up being the first star of the game. And Michael McLeod, with a game winning goal that made it three to two, Tyler Tofoli would add an empty netter uh, at the end. Um, but for Michael McLeod, he now gets to double digit goals for the first time in his career. He now has set a new career high, continuing. To have a phenomenal season for the Devils and really developing that good chemistry with Curtis Lazar and Michael McLeod. So great, great, great to see. Overall, good win gets the Devils back-to-back wins to start the year 2024, but it came at a price as Jack Hughes did leave the game early, late in the third period, with an apparent what looked to be arm injury from what I saw. I was down in section 15 and I saw him slowly make his way to the bench. He talked to the trainer for a minute or two and then he exited the bench and did not return. And that is still the last that we have seen of Jack Hughes. And so Mindy Ruff said after the game, there was no update. We don't know. And we kept watching the video over and over again. I will say it looks like it's a wrist problem, but Again, I'm not a doctor and I'm not going to try to make any sort of you know definitive assumptions as to why as to what exactly Jack is dealing with. And it's important that I bring up Jack Hughes because the next thing I wanted to talk about, which other than the devil's getting that four-to-two win, get them, you know, an important win at home to kind of start once again, get off to a good start on the back-to-back. But that does bring us to talking a little bit more. About Jack Hughes because this is the most information that we have up until this point at the time of this recording. So Lindy Ruff said prior to the game against the Canucks at around five o'clock that Jack Hughes would not be playing in that game. He has an upper body injury and is still being evaluated. Now, look, this is how the NHL and hockey works. We're not going to really ever find out until it's very uh, until there's no choice but the team to tell us, um, especially if it's long term, what a player might be dealing with. Now, Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet did come out in the middle of the game against uh, the Canucks on Sportsnet. And he said the initial belief is that Jack Hughes. Uh, is going to avoid surgery and that he is to, he is believed that it is a arm injury to some degree. So again, and I would love to be able to show you guys here on YouTube, the video, uh, uh, you know, the clip of Jack Hughes's injury, but again, copyright reasons. But when you go and look at the slow motion video, you can see that Jack kind of falls down and he breaks his fall a little bit with his left uh, left hand wrist. Um, and that was the same arm that he was kind of dangling coming off the ice. Now, this is not believed to be the same shoulder injury that he sustained earlier this year. So this is something different. It's and when he say, and when they say arm, I that makes me believe even more that this has something to do with his wrist. Now. I don't know how long it would take recovery-wise or whatnot, and we won't know probably until Wednesday of this week. The Devils did not practice on Sunday, and they are not going to practice on Monday either. So actually, we might know something by Tuesday or Wednesday of this week. I would not be surprised if Jack Hughes did not play against uh, Tampa. Maybe he doesn't even play on this road trip coming up. I'm not really sure. So... All we could do is just kind of sit around and wait till we get more information. Um, but that's kind of where we're at right now with Jack. And uh, even from this picture that you see here on YouTube, you could see that he's kind of holding that wrist. So I, I feel probably like ninety percent certain that it's a wrist injury. But again, not a doctor. Not going. Never claimed to be one. I'm just going with whatever a speculation I can. I can. Come up with, I guess. That's all I can go off of. So, once again, our top guy, our superstar, our all-star, is uh, going to be on the mend. And we'll see how long it takes for him to get back this time. Um, But it just adds on to the long laundry list of players and different injuries that guys have sustained um, so far this year. So... Very frustrating, and so the Devils went into the game against the Vancouver Canucks the following night after their 4-2 winner for Chicago, depleted. And again, you didn't have Dougie Hamilton, you didn't have Tomasz Nosek, no Timo Meyer, no Jack Hughes, no Andre Palat. Very depleted, very, very depleted. And this game ended up being really interesting. It was the second of a back-to-back Devils also looking for the sweep of the Vancouver Canucks. Couple months ago, when the Devils were on their road trip, they came away with a six-to-five win. Jesper Bratt scored that game winner with 30 seconds to go to give the Devils the win. And this was the Hughes Bowl 2.0-ish because again, Jack wasn't playing, but two-thirds of the Hughes brothers were still playing. Luke Hughes for the Devils and Quinn Hughes for Vancouver. The whole Hughes family was in attendance for this one. So even though Jack wasn't playing, it was still more or less a pretty pretty big deal, I think would be the fair way to look at it. Um, we also found out that Graham Clark, who has been with the team the last couple of days, did make his NHL debut in this one. So we got his rookie lap. So yet another devil player makes his NHL debut. And Max Wilman got called up from Utica. Um, to basically replace Jack Hughes. I mean, that's the way we're going to go with it because um, the Devils need bodies. Max Woman does have a goal this year with the Devils. He scored on a breakaway against the Blackhawks back in November. So he, he scored in the only game he's played in. So uh, he did not play in this one. He took warm-ups but did not play. Let's just start off with this. Whether you want to say it was the second of a back-to-back or the news about Jack Hughes, or the news about the injuries, or all that stuff, the reality is is that the Devils, for the first 25 minutes of this game, did not show up. Nico Dawes played out of his freaking mind in the good majority of the early part of this game. In fact, he stopped all 17 shots that he faced in the first period. The Canucks came out flying. They came out with a purpose. They were ready to go, and the Devils simply were not. And even though... At the end of the first, it was still no score. You knew at some point, unless Dawes was just going to have this unbelievable game, that the Canucks were going to break through. And break through they did, as they were able to score three goals within the first four minutes of the second period. And unfortunately, on one of them, I think it was the second goal that the Canucks scored. Jonas Siegenthaler blocked the shot with his left foot and could not get off the ice. He he went through the pain, fought until his ship was over. Unfortunately, it still led to a goal. And then he had to be helped off the ice by a trainer as well as Eric Holla. And he would not return to this game. So the Devils got yet another injury and were even more depleted for the rest of this one. Now, the Devils finally woke up. And we're able to score the next two goals with Colin Miller, a blast from the point that got him his first as a devil. And Eric Hollow with a nice top-shelf goal over the glove of Thatcher Demko. And that was just with a couple seconds to go. I think it was like 20, 25 seconds to go in the period. That made it 3-2. to So at that point, despite the Devils playing poorly, they were only down by a goal. Well, that one goal deficit lasted 11 seconds as Connor Garland had a wraparound goal that really should have been stopped by Nico Dawes, uh, but it ended up in the back of the net. And so the Devils, instead of being down three to two, were down four to two going into the third. Um, should also mention Eric Huller, That goal got him his career point number 300. So there was a milestone in this game. So congratulations to Eric Huller on reaching 300 career points. The Devils came out flat to start the third period. Eli- Elias Petterson made it 5-2, to which in my opinion, which actually when you think about it, really did kind of put the game out of reach. But the Devils fought back, and they fought back with a vengeance. Colin Miller got his second goal of the game, and then Brendan Smith took a shot that hit off of Nico Heischer and in. They originally gave it to Brendan Smith, but then after the game, for whatever stupid reason, they gave it to Nico Heischer instead. Nonetheless, with about five, six minutes to go, it was a one goal game. On top of that, the Devils would get a late power play down five to four. And then Luke Hughes, in, with about thir- 30 seconds into the uh, uh, power play, gets tripped very obviously right in front of the Devils net. The ref does not call it for whatever reason. Some people claim that Luke Hughes sold it with a little twirl and falling down, which I don't know how one can fake that. But nonetheless, it was not called. The Devils really couldn't get anything going on the power play. And eventually, I think it was Joseph might have scored it. But nonetheless, it was an empty net goal. That made it 6-4. to four, And that is where the game ended as the Devils, once again, dropped the second game of the back-to-back, losing this one at home to Vancouver 6-4. This was also the first time since 2012 that the Vancouver Canucks won a game in New Jersey. It had taken them over a decade to win a game in New Jersey. So I'm sure for them to get that monkey off their back was phenomenal. A um, couple of points again. Colin Miller, first two goals is a devil. He has a wicked shot, which you know I did see at times. But now that we're seeing it in person, it is a really nice shot. Again, Eric Hala got himself to 300 career points. We talked about the Luke Hughes situation. It was, it was a penalty. It should have been five on three. But let me just say this. The Devils at no point in this game deserved to win. Played it simple. Nico Dawes was the only one that I felt deserved to get the win because he played as well as he could have. It just wasn't enough. And yeah, he gave up five goals, but I would say one and a half of those goals were honestly his fault. Other than that, the Devils just let him out to dry. I mean, it, it, that's plain and simple what that was. And that's just the unfortunate situation of it all. Um, so with that loss, the Devils are now 0-7-1 in the second game of a back-to-back. It's They got many more to go the next couple of months. Um, yeah, I, I, it's they got to find a way to figure this out on the second of a back-to-back. I don't know. Um, and then we got... And then we got the bad news, because as, as if losing the game wasn't bad enough, we got the news about Jonas Sigethaler, because we were all no, we, we didn't know exactly what had happened. He had left in the, in the second period, never came back. What was the deal? Well, Lindy Ruff, without hesitation whatsoever, he's never done this before, said right off the bat that Jonas Sigethaler has broken his foot and will miss a bunch of time. Broke his foot. First of all, I got to give Siegenthaler a lot of credit for fighting out that shift. I mean, he tried to do what he could, but it, he just couldn't because he's playing on a broken foot. Um, secondly, yet another injury, not just to our back end, but to the roster in general. This general. Th- this is crazy. I mean, last year, there was no severe injuries. Everybody, for the most part, was healthy, and it's like a complete flip. From last year. Um, and so it was just like. Things went from bad to worse. In that situation. So with the loss and of the game. And also the loss of Siegithar. The Devils now are currently. 25-15-2. 44 points. 5th in the Metropolitan Division. And still. in second, uh, Holding on to the second wild card spot. Which is 8th overall. In the Eastern Conference. So. Kind of a. Really difficult weekend. Despite winning at least one of the two games on the back-to-back, you you go from having Jack Hughes and Jonas Siegadahl to by the end of this weekend not having either one of them. And we don't we know that Siegadahl is going to be out for a long time. Maybe he might be out for the rest of the year. We don't know. Um, but with Jack Hughes, I guess we have to see. We have to see. So bottom line is is that the Devils are not getting any healthier, and their schedule is not getting any easier. As now. This upcoming three-game road trip is going to be tough. You're in Tampa Bay on Thursday, which that's the only good thing about the Devils being off the next couple of days. That gives some time for maybe other guys to get closer to coming back or even coming back. We'll see. Uh, but you got Tampa on Thursday. You have Florida in Florida on Saturday. And then next Tuesday, I think it is, or next Monday, you're in Boston again against the Bruins. So this is a tough schedule. And like I said, it's not getting any easier. And the Devils. I don't want to, you know, we none of us want to make excuses. None of us want people to feel bad for us because, quite frankly, nobody feels bad or sorry for the Devils or any team. Um, but the Devils got to find a way to show resilience and find a way to win some of these games, especially with your team being this depleted. So, And then that kind of brings me to the last thing I wanted to quickly talk about here on this episode, and that is the Devils injury woes. I don't think I've ever seen this Devils a Devils team be this depleted and have this many injuries going on, and we are still not even at the halfway point of the season. I mean, it's it's absolutely crazy. I mean, we still have to play three more games. We won't get to the halfway point of the season until the end of the game against Boston, not this week, but next week. Like, that goes to show you, again, how we're not even at 41 games. We're at 38 right now. But I want to show you this tweet from... Uh, um, From Gianni NJD, a lot of you guys know Gianni on Twitter. His tweet actually got featured on Bleacher Report's um, NHL um, account, both on Twitter and Instagram, and he reads, it starts with, morning jersey, dot, 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 let's update. And he labels off all of the injuries, as you can see from all these players. But I want to take it a little bit of a step further, and just kind of give you the full update as to where we are with everybody in injuries. So let's go. Nico Heischer had a concussion, missed a bunch of games, but is back. Jack Hughes had a shoulder injury, eventually came back, and now is dealing with an arm injury. Guess what? He's currently out. Jonas Siegethaler broke his foot, definitely out. Tomasz Nosik, who just got put on IR today, long-term IR, uh, is out. He had surgery on his foot, and I saw him at um, Brendan Smith's can Jam uh, event today, and he was wearing a boot, so he's definitely in bad shape. Eric Halla had a nagging injury to start the year. He might still be dealing with it, but he's currently playing. Dougie Hamilton, torn pectoral muscle, had surgery, and is nowhere near close to being ready to play, so he's out. Timo Meyer had a lower body injury, and now what is called a middle body injury, whatever that means. Uh, he's currently out with no timeline. Uh, Andre Pilat got hurt in practice. We have literally no idea what he's dealing with. He is out, and he's progressing, but who knows what his timeline is. So he's currently out. Colin Miller had an upper body injury early in the season. He's back. Curtis Lazard, a lower body injury not too long ago. He's back. And Nico Dawes had off-season hip surgery that only just recently, over the last three or four weeks, has finally come back and has played a couple of games in the NHL. But that's just where we are, guys. That's where we are with the amount of injuries. So you have 10, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven different guys at one point or another this season have been hurt. And if you look at it, you have one, two, three, four five, six, six guys, and all of them are relatively your main core guys are all out to differing degrees with injuries at the time of this recording. So I will say this, is it time to panic? No. Is it frustrating? Yes. Is it unfair? Yes. But life, and especially in sports, it is unfair. There's no other way to look at it. The Devils are going to be in a very interesting situation moving forward. Do they look to try to make trades to try to fill in the void for guys? Do they look for guys within the organization, meaning down in Utica and guys like that, to fill those voids? What are we going to do about the goaltending? Still a question mark with Vitek Vanacek, and still Nico Dawes. A lot of questions and not a lot of time to really make, to, to really figure this out. I think that Tom Fitzgerald should not make any rash decisions and just make a move for the sake of making it. If he feels that his team can still make the playoffs and he knows varying degrees of how long it's going to take certain guys to get back, then you can make a move or two that is not going to you know, really, really break the bank. That could help because, again, you put no sick on long-term IR. You're probably going to put Dougie on there as well. You're going to have almost $10 million in cap space to work with. And so I think overall, you're going to have some room to to do different things. So now we just have to see what ends up being decided. We might know, prob- maybe even by the time you guys listen to this episode, there might be something. But, you know, I, I don't know. But right now, it is very d- tough. But throughout all of this, here's the silver lining. The Devils are in a playoff spot, and they still have a bunch of guys that can deliver. You still have Nico. You still have... Uh, Jesper You still have guys like Tyler Toffoli, Dawson Mercer, Holtz, McLeod, Lazar. You have guys that can make plays, that can still deliver offense. You still have guys in the back end like Luke Hughes and Simo Nemitz, and even to an extent, guys like John Marino that can still do things. And you know what? A goaltender can get hot at any time. You know, VTech or Dawes could maybe have a game or two or a couple that might really get the team going. So it's about taking it one game at a time at this point and just focusing on the guys that you do have and go from there. So we'll see. But really a difficult time with a lot of overwhelming adversity. But sometimes teams like this have to go through this in order to get better, grow stronger, and ultimately, you know, just become an overall dangerous team, even with all these injuries. So... Let's just continue to cheer for this team. Let's continue to support them. And, uh, you know, let's see how they do just game by game. So it's going to be tough. But to me, if there's any team that can get through this overwhelming adversity and come out on the other side in solid shape, it's this New Jersey Devils team.